Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. To the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! We now join DJ Scoob with the coaching of Leslie, owner of Getting Healthy with Leslie, already in progress. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your, you're obviously a life coach. I could see that up there. Yep. Um, but tell me a little more about what you're doing and, and what, you know, how things are going for you as far as that goes. Okay. So, yeah. So let me sort of give a, if it's okay, I'll give a little bit of a backstory. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> as, sure. To how I, as to how I got to where I am. So I've been coaching for about seven and a half years now. Um, I started out in the weight loss and wellness coaching seven and a half years ago. Um, started out honestly on my own personal journey to get healthy. Um, starting with a physical health, you know, health journey. Wanted to pay it forward. I lost seventy five pounds in the course of seven months, uh, about seven and a half years ago. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yes. And um, you know, and weight's always been a struggle for me. I mean, it's been a it's been a lifetime journey. Um, and in the process of of getting healthy, I decided I wanted to pay it forward and help other people get healthy. And so at that point, I became a weight loss and wellness coach, which was fantastic. Loved it. Still love it. Still do that as part of my business. Um, and But I know that a big piece of the weight loss and wellness coaching and a big piece of the program that I coach um, is mindset. Because if we don't shift our mindset, a diet is just a diet, right? A diet has a start date and an end date. Um, you know, we really have to start working on what's going on up here in order to have lasting change. And so for the last seven and a half years, I've been coach, I've coached a whole lot of people to lose a whole lot of weight. <laughs> um, but I start, as I was doing that, I was getting more and more into loving the piece of the mindset coaching piece of it um, and really pe help, helping people make that piece of that transformation. And I've always been into energy work and more holistic kind of health. Um, and so about two and a half years ago, I started adding pieces of that into my practice, um, the energy work, the holistic, the holistic, the mindset. Um, I got certified in uh, emotion code, body code. Um, I became a certified mindset coach as part of it. Um, I'm actually in the process of another certification, um, which we call, it's called an elite performance coach, which is another combination sort of mindset and energy work um, to help people move from point A to point Z very quickly, mm -hmm. shifting those mindset and shifting the um, the energetic pieces that hold that hold people back. 
So while I still do weight loss and wellness coaching, and it's fantastic, I have really shifted my business over to the mindset and the energy and and those pieces of the coaching to go along with it. Um, and a lot, and I have a lot of clients that come to me, and that's really sort of how I started to make the shift. Was I had a lot of people that would come to me and say. I love what you do. I want the mindset piece. I love all the things that you talk about. I don't need to lose weight (laughs) or I don't want to lose weight or I don't want to do the weight loss program that you're coaching, but I want those other pieces that you give and that you do. And so that was where I started to create that piece to my business, that piece to my coaching business. And now it's really shifting to bringing on clients that have nothing to do with weight loss. Um, I still bring on plenty of weight loss clients, but really my focus is, is, shifting into that other place. And my goal as a coach is to help people truly connect to their true self that's in here, right? Like really start to relearn who am I? What do I want? What's and what's holding me back? What are the surface things, the layers? I mean, we're like onions, right? Peeling off the layers. How many layers have I put on top and lost sight of who's really in here? So helping people peel back those, those layers as quickly as possible to reconnect with who's in here. So then when they reach their goal, it's a different kind of goal, right? You know, if we talk weight loss and wellness, somebody can have a goal of reaching a certain number on the scale, but all that really is, is the their gravitational pull to the earth. And so if that's all they're focused on, when they get there, they're not going to be able to stay there. But when they've redefined what does healthy mean? Why do I want to be healthy? What does that look like to my inner self? And really start to connect with that. Yeah, that number is important for a variety of reasons, but it doesn't become the end all be all anymore. Um, and they have a different connection and a different relationship with that number than they than they do if they just go for the goal of just that number. So that was my <laughs> long story short. <laughs> long story no, that, long. That's good. <laughs> I actually I actually like the way you pivot between this is working for me now, but it just seems like everybody is saying this is nice. But I would much rather have this from you. So it's nice that you were able to make that pivot over to uh, to a holistic mindset and your energy work and that kind of thing too. And having the right type of mindset when after you're getting, you know, just for as an example, after losing that weight, and you're it's just like you said too, because I've actually experienced it myself where I finally reached that goal, and it's like, okay, I'm here now. What you know? Okay, well, I'm just gonna go back to my old habits because now I'm bored. Right. So. Yep. <laughs> So that's, that's why 85% of the people that go on a diet, put their weight back on. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not that they don't know how to do it. We all know how to do it. It's we, we don't have that. There's that disconnect. You know, I, I talk about it a lot. Like, you know, you're trying to cross the Grand Canyon. You're standing here when you start the grant, your, your goal is over here across the Grand Canyon. And so many people just think that that goal is getting to that number on the scale. So when they're picturing themselves and they go there quickly, you can you can lose the weight pretty quickly. I lost 75 pounds in seven months. You can do that pretty quickly. But when you do that really quickly and you haven't reconnected with the pieces, you're you you really haven't made that shift, that change. You've I mean in this in this world, everybody wants the quick fix. You know, they want the pill, they want the shot, they want the, you know, I talk about you can hop in a helicopter and go across, but if you go across in the helicopter, you're taking your current version of yourself and just taking it across and standing next to the future version of yourself that you're creating. What I want to help somebody do is really create this new future version, which takes time, which takes building, building the bridge across. And as you build that bridge, that future version of yourself changes because you can't even start to dream about what you want 
And it's past that first goal until you start working towards that first goal and say, oh, I get this, right? I mean, I tell people all the time, if you told me seven and a half years ago when I that I would be where I am now, I would tell you you're crazy. All I could see at that point was getting to a number on the scale. But it took starting to do that journey, starting that piece to be able to say, oh, wait, there's more to that. Oh, wait, there's more to that. Oh, wait, there's more to that. And I'm still not on the other side. My what What's envisioned on that other side keeps changing, keeps growing, keeps getting better. Because as I go across and learn more, I can then expand that and I can connect more deeply with myself. And what do I really want? And what do I want for my family? And what do I want for my life? And what do I want for my clients? All that can continue to grow and change. So it's yeah. fun. We always seem to want to push that goalpost just a little bit further when we get to just before we get to that goal. Code. Let's, yep. a little further. Let's see how much further we can actually take that thing. Yep. So that's a great mindset to have. And I see, I can already see that you instill that into your clients. So that's awesome. Yeah, I work on it. That's what I try to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's the goal. That's kind of what we do, right? Right. So what I'd like to know here is what what would you like for me? What would you like to have for me? What kind of questions do you have? What kind of goals do you have? I mean, what would you like to get out of this conversation? Right. So I have I have some really big goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I I want, you know, to expand my reach. I want to reach as many people as I can possibly reach. Um, you know, I want to to find those people that, you know, I work with people on sort of on all different levels of the mountain, right? You've got the people that are standing at the bottom of the mountain, lost in the trees and have no idea how to even start going up the mountain. I have a lot of clients that are sort of halfway up the mountain and they can't see, they're caught in the fog and they can't see the top yet. They don't know how to get up there. And then I have clients who are at the top, who've made it to the top, who've hit whatever that goal is. And they're looking around at all their mountain, the other mountains. And they're like, I don't know where to go next. Right. So, and I love working with all three different different groups of people. Um, and it's finding more of those people who are there. The key though, with each one of those groups is that wherever they're stuck, they want to make that shift. I was talking to a client today who is very stuck and is happy being stuck. And that was exactly what we talked about. You know, yeah. she's so scared to move forward, right? And and this is something that we had to talk through. And as soon as I said that to her, sort of it, look that you just gave, it's sort of like the look that she gave me. And I was like, but think <laughs> about it. We've been talking about the same thing for the last three weeks where you're spinning in circles and any option that you're given, you have a reason why you can't do any of those options, right? So for some reason, you're finding security in being stuck, right? So- you know, and that that opened it up. But a lot of people are are, are comfortable being stuck and don't even realize it and yeah. don't, you know, and don't aren't really they they are sort of looking to move forward, but they're not really. And so the you know, the people that I want to really connect with are those that realize that they're stuck or that when it's pointed out to them, they're like, oh, yeah. I mean, this client of mine, as soon as I we had a conversation about it, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, and that's where it was. We we came up with a variety of things for her to do over the course of the next week to make some decisions to take that next step forward, to get unstuck. Um, so people who are open to hearing that, you know, people who are ready and say, yeah, I, I can see that I could be stuck, that I could be enjoying being stuck here. But I really don't enjoy it. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, well, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I see it all the time too in my coachings where people they get comfortable, and instead of going out of their comfort zone, they want to stick and stay in their little hole instead of moving on to something else that might even make their life even better. They think, "Oh, this is as good as it's going to be." But as coaches, as coaches know that it could actually be better than where they're thinking. Right. Exactly. All right. 
It's uh, what I talk about is the drunk monkey, right? The drunk monkey is the voice in our head that gives us, you know, partial truths and, you know, but keeps us there because it's safe, right? The, you know, I know this, like, yes, I could have better, but if I try to have better, what if it's worse? (laughs) What if it all goes wrong, right? So that voice keeps, keeps us stuck in that spot. So learning how to, to thank that drunk monkey and say, thank you for what you did for us in the past, but you're not who I want to listen to. I now want to listen to this future version of myself that's over here that has reached the goals. And what did that version of myself actually do? Um, so, but, you know, looking for people who are open to that, right? Not everybody's open to that when you start having that conversation. Right. Uh, All right. So what else, what else do you think is going on that, that I could possibly help you with? Um, I mean, I think for me, there are some, Probably, I'm sure I'm missing tactical, practical steps and things that I need for growing my business. I mean, I think that that's that that's where you know I've done the things that I know to do, but I'm very open to hey, give me some ideas of things that I might be missing in ways that I can make my business better. Um, you know, I'm I'm always open to hearing new things, learning new things, um, having someone point out to me where my shortcomings are. <laughs> I am very open to that. You know, yeah. Like, you know, um, you can't learn if somebody doesn't, if it's not pointed out to you, we don't know what we don't know. Um, so yeah. Good. Okay. We might have some stuff we can go over there. Is there anything else that okay. you, that you want to cover as far as that goes? Um, not off the top of my head, but as we start talking, I'm sure there's going to be stuff that's going to come out. Okay. So there's nothing else at this particular point that you, that kind of comes to mind. Yep. Okay, good, good. That's okay. So I just want to make sure that I get, you know, as much information I can about what you're doing. Right. So as far as the, the we're just going to go right into it here. As far as the, the tactical problems and things, what are you actually doing now? Because I don't want to go over stuff that you're already doing. So can you give me an example of what you're doing now? I've seen you on um, TikTok. I've seen you do a, a few things there as far as reach, outreach and the social medias. What else mm-hmm. are you doing? So most of my social media is Facebook. I have a pretty strong Facebook presence. TikTok, I'm just starting to dabble into because I people have been telling me for a really long time I need to do TikTok and I hadn't. Yeah. And so now I'm finally like, like starting to dabble into that a little bit. Um, I prefer long form video, but I know that that's not where the algorithm is. Um, so short form video scares me, <laughs> which is why I didn't do a whole lot of TikTok, but I'm, I'm, you know, approaching that and doing, you know, baby steps into it. Um, I've been getting into doing podcasts, um, being interviewed on podcasts. My goal down the road is to have a podcast of my own. Um, but, and I've said that for a while and I think there's some fear that's holding me back from doing it, but I am very comfortable being on other people's podcasts. Um, and I can talk and I can, it's the, it's the reverse. Um, so I've started doing, um, I actually just launched today on Facebook. I did, I'm going to start doing a regular, um, I always do lives. I go live a lot, but where it's a planned, I'm calling it a mindset minute. So I did it today. It was a longer, you know, it was about 17 minutes, like a training kind of thing. And then I'm going to be doing, um, shorter mindset minute pieces in between. Um, so I'm starting to do some of that to some nurturing, um, I've, I've always struggled with growing my Instagram for some reason. I just do not get a following on Instagram. I put stuff over there, but it doesn't, it hasn't done much for me. Um, so I'm not even focusing really over there. I'll drop it in, but it's not, it's not growing much. Um, so that, you know, those pieces with social media, um, but finding the new ways 
to reach really to expand my reach is, is, is my, is my biggest thing. Um, and I'm open, I'm open to new ideas. Um, and I'm open to uh, getting over some of the fear of <laughs> doing some of this stuff. Um, you know, with the podcast, like my first is to start getting on a lot of people's podcasts. That's a goal of mine. And I've tried, you know, starting to try to find as many like, today. This is my third, my third podcast kind of thing that I've done today, which is, you know, I'm trying to get into a couple of them a week at least. Um, and I would love to be places where I can speak in person. Um, so I have one of those things lined up um, in October already um, for it's a breakthrough mastermind kind of thing for leaders. Um, and I've been to several of the, the person who runs it. I've been to several of them as attendees and I reached him and I said, I want to speak at your next one. So um, he said, okay. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm speaking there, which is exciting. Oh, awesome. Um, That's great. Yeah. That's great. So there'll probably be 200 to 250 people in person. And then he'll probably have another five to 600 online. So, which is really good. It's exciting. Send, send me an invite uh, to that. I'd like to actually see you speak. Okay. When, absolutely. when that comes about. Yeah. I'd yeah, really yeah. send me an invite on Facebook. And, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's in October. So I definitely will. Um, yeah. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm open to pretty much everything though, to how can I expand my reach? Okay. Um, it's my biggest thing. Okay. So it's, it's funny to me that a lot of what you have just explained to me, everything, the one word that keeps coming up and the one word that keeps coming up in just about all my clients is the word fear. I'm scared to do this. I'm scared to do you know this. This is a fear that I'm trying to overcome that kind of thing. So uh, I don't know if you, you might know this or not being a coach, but do you know what fear actually stands for? Yep. Face everything and rise. Wrong. <laughs> that's, that's good. I like that. But uh, false evidence appearing real. That too. But I like it the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yours is good too. I like yours too. <laughs> Uh, the one I live by is false evidence appearing real because a lot of the fears that we have aren't actually fears. There's just something that's in our head. And I think you probably can attest to that more than anybody yep. that I've talked to. So I want to I want to go over a couple of these fears that you have and see if there's ways that we can actually overcome these fears so we can progress things a little bit differently in a different way. Um, the first thing I'd like to actually talk about is you actually starting your own podcast. Okay. So tell me why you haven't started your own podcast yet. Um, time is part of it. Mm -hmm. um, that when I and um, lack of knowledge as to how. Okay. Um, and so I've spoken. I actually spoke to somebody the other day who who helps people start podcasts. And so um, he and I are going to meet again. I'm going away this coming weekend, and. I'm going away probably two more times in August. I've been away most of August. Um, and so at the beginning of September, we already have a date on the calendar to come back and talk and start to map out what that could look like. So, um, but a lot of it was just lack of, first it was lack of knowledge of how to do it and what the steps are. And it felt very intimidating to me. Um, uh, you know, I know I can speak. I know I can get up and speak. Um, I think that there is pieces of finding guests. Um, and I think that there's a little bit of fear of who's going to actually follow this podcast that I'm putting out there. Um, but I know that that's junk. I know that that's all garbage. Okay. Cause I have followers. I have people that listen to anything I put up. Um, so that's where the face everything and rise comes in is okay. I can rise above this. Like that doesn't have to control me. Um, you know, I can use that as sort of my push. Um, so, well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. It sounds like you're you're already taking steps to overcome that. 
But I mean, what are, are the things as far as tell me about what your fear is as far as what you're going to be talking about? Because it sounds like you're telling me, well, what about guests? What about what am I going to talk about? Are people going to follow me and that kind of thing? Obviously, people are going to follow you because you already have a following in a couple of the social medias. So that's a given. Right. So I'm not even going to count that one. What I'm more worried about is what you're actually going to what your content is going to be in your podcast. And I think that that's part of like my issue when I do like Facebook lives, I very much just fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> like, you know, somebody I'll have a conversation with a client or I'll have something or a conversation with one of my kids or something during the day. And I'm like, this is a perfect live. And I just go on and, you know, just I can talk. Um, so that comes very naturally to me. So I think that that's part of mapping out what am I going to talk about that I have to actually plan it before I before I do a podcast. Um, and so that I think is a, is a big piece of why I haven't done it is because it takes that, you know, my ADHD brain can't just go and fly by the seat of my pants and just do it. I have to have mapped it out and think about, okay, what do I want to talk about? What are my goals? You know, where am I trying to take people? What road am I trying to take people down? Um, and that's sort of this mindset minute piece that I'm starting to do that for me is that same concept of, okay, I got to wrap my head around coming up with a list of topics that I'm actually going to take my people down and not just fly by the seat of my pants. Um, because I have plenty of content. It's just getting it organized. Don't overthink it though. Don't overthink it. Okay. I mean, you still want to plan, but still you don't want to over plan to the point where you're not doing anything. Right. An analysis by paralysis, right? Paralysis by analysis. No. That's what it was. Okay. Anyway, it's yeah, one I knew of those. What you meant. anyway, you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, don't I think that you have to get it in there and get perfect right away on your first couple episodes because it's not going to happen. Okay. Right. My very first, uh, my very first interview was with my son talking about his job at the pizza place. So that was my first. As a matter of fact, I went back today and listened to my very first recording I ever did on a computer ever, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Ah, but don't, don't get to the point where you're analyzing, you know, you're trying to plan and you're planning, you're planning, you plan, and then nothing happens. You more right. want to like plan and then do the plan and then do and plan. Even if it's small increments or points where you just get on and just record yourself for nobody, just record yourself for yourself. Nobody else is going to hear it. But at least you'll mm -hmm. start learning the, the right. processes and what you need to do and how to edit that particular thing and, and that kind of thing. So just I just feel like and that's how I started when I started with Facebook Live. Right. When I started with Facebook Lives, I don't know if it's my Internet or yours. It's freezing. Um, but that's what I started with was I was terrified to do them. And so I made a commitment at the time that for like literally for like two years, I went live every single when lives were still good for the algorithm and every single day. And I would just like, uh, sometimes I would just um, pull up like my, in the newsletter from, you know, my company's newsletter and just teach off of that. Cause I had, I would, I made the commitment that I was going to do this every day. And it's funny because there are people that have been following me this whole time that they were, you know, I was like, I was terrible when I first started. But I just made myself do it. And now it's like, no big deal. I can flip on my camera and just, you know, talk and whatever. So I know it's the same thing. And that's the steps that I've taken with doing the short form video is I was terrified of it. And I was like, no, I did this with lives. I don't care if they're terrible. 
I just need to start doing them. Right. And so it's the same kind of concept that I'm trying to put into place. Um, yeah. So I know that in, in theory. Um, I think the podcast to me feels bigger because I feel like there are more steps to it with the editing and all of those kinds of pieces. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a. Uh, so what, what is your process actually, or do you have a process yet where you're planning these things? I mean, do you, do you just write it down on a piece of paper or uh, what is your actual process? Yeah, I just, I keep a list of topics. Is that what you're asking? Like for, for those kinds of things for, yeah, I keep a list of topics. Um, and as things, if I'm in a conversation with somebody and, and somebody says something or I say something, I'm like, oh, that's good. And I just jot it down um, and keep a running list of, of ideas. And then when I go to do something, I'm like, oh, wait, let's, what am I going to talk about today? Um, and I grab it. So um, how do you actually organize your thoughts? Do you do like, like thought processes and that kind of thing. Do you just do like that, the whole line bubble thing, or, I mean, what is your process for organizing those thoughts that you come across? Um, I just jot them down. It's not really <laughs> my ADHD brain says, just get them down or I will totally forget them. Um, you know, so I just, I just get them down. They're not, and I have sheets of paper that like, you know, have things listed. Um, and every so often I go and I compile them and I'm like, okay, which of these have I done? And which of these haven't I done? And, you know, recom recompile the list. So it's not organized. <laughs> okay. So I think one of your goals at this point should start to, to try to organize your thoughts a little bit more that way they're a lot more clearer to you when you actually come up with these subjects that you want to talk about. The other thing I'm actually going to give you my little secret on how I do my, my organizations. And I do it with, I'm going to, I got a little bit right here. These bad boys. Sticky notes, post-it notes. Yep. So have you used those before? You heard about that that method? I use them all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. But have you do you have you heard of the method of how to use them to organize your thoughts? Nope. I'd love to hear it. Okay. Because <laughs> I hate to tell you something you already know about. So what I want what I this before. No, no, I, I would love to hear it. Okay, so what I like to do for myself when I do something, and I actually have a YouTube video of this too, if you want to go look at that back too. But what okay. I do is I get a bunch of these guys, and then I set a timer for myself for five minutes. Then I completely brained up everything that I could have in my brain that goes with that subject. So I'll write down, so podcast, for so the podcast, there's editing, sticky, there's uh there's notes, sticky, and then I'll just brained up everything and just put it up on the wall. Okay, so after those five minutes are up, I'll actually organize those things in different areas and they will organize They almost will organize themselves, especially if you have the ADHD brain, because you'll actually start seeing things that match up. And when they start matching up and you start organizing, you realize that each one can be a subject that you can talk about. And then what I do is I actually take a picture of that with my phone. So I can keep track of it. So I won't have to worry about losing notes or anything like that. I actually have ways to, you know, on your phone so you can keep track of it that way. It's a good way to get your left brain and right brain separate. Get your editing brain out of the picture and just have your creativity brain on. Because you're not there editing. Oh, this is spelled wrong. Uh, you know, this doesn't look right. You're just dumping everything mm -hmm. out of your brain. So that's a method that I use to to uh, to brain dump and organize my thoughts. Cool. I'm going to try it. 
Yeah, give it a try. Uh, you'd be quite surprised. At first, it, when you first hear about it, it's kind of like, that sounds really weird. It really does. But once you actually get into it and start working with the sticky notes, you realize that it's it's a lot more organized. When, it's, when you're done and have everything organized, it's like, wow, here is my next subject. Here is this next talks. I could do a short on this and that kind of thing. So it's a good way to kind of do things when you want to organize your brain. Okay, cool. Um, the other thing I'd like to talk about real quick is uh, you said you were going to have, you think you're going to have problems finding guests for your podcast and that kind of thing. So yeah. where do you think you would be able to find guests on your, for your podcast coming up? That's in the realm of what you're going to be talking about. Um, some, some I could use clients, you know, and have them share their journey. Um, otherwise I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's my big thing. Yeah. Um, is you know, where to find where to find people that that complement what I do um to so, to share. So if you were to I mean look around a little bit and see where your where your audience would be for something like this, where would you look? Any idea where you would look? No. No. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. The reason why I'm asking these questions is just to see, you know, once again, if there's something you already know about that I can, you know, help you with. So um, I am actually part of a Facebook group called uh, Find a Guest, Be a Guest. Okay. I'm, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm in there, I think. Are you in there? Oh, that's where we met. Yeah. I think that's where we met. Yeah. (laughs) Dig into that a little bit deeper when you start your podcasting, because I have found some amazing guests in that group. Okay. So when you get your podcast going, go there. Um, Twitter, do you do Twitter at all? Or X, I guess it is now. (laughs) Not really. That's okay. I'm on there, but I don't do so much. Um, They actually have a great podcast group in there. The the podcast following in there, very, very helpful. Everybody that's a podcast in there all follow each other. And they help one another. So that's a good place to, to get support for being a podcaster. I would cut... Try to find out where your where your guests are going to lie. Where do they stand? Where are they on Facebook? Can you go out and find them? You got to really put yourself in the in the avatar of your guest to be able to find them. Okay. I think part of my problem is I don't know who my avatar of my guest is. Oh, I think that's okay. I think that is probably a bigger piece because. If I don't know who I want to interview, I don't know where to find them. Okay. So we need to step back a little bit and talk about who your actual avatar is for say a podcast. So what, give me a little more subject about what your podcast is going to be. Obviously it's going to be about life coaching. Can you niche that down a little bit more for me? So I'm not sure whether, I mean, it'll be the mindset piece, you know, mindset talk, you know, and how to helping people, how to shift that mindset. I want to get into some of the energy work pieces of it, potentially doing some of that live. Um, I was actually just in a, as part of a, a, like an online seminar kind of thing where I was one of the speakers and I did that. I was being interviewed and I took the person who was interviewing me through an emotion code, like a mini session on the thing. Um, Cause our conversation went down that path and she's like, well, can you show me how it's done? I was like, sure, let's do it here. She's like, Oh, okay. So, um, which was really actually super cool. 
Um, and I've been doing those in my, I have a private Facebook group. So I have a series of clients lined up that want free, like free mini sessions that we're doing those live, which has been fun. Um, and so I could do a little bit of that, but I don't want that to always be the case because that's going to get boring. I mean, to do it once or twice, you know, is, a, is, is, is cool, but it'll, it'll get boring if that's, if that's always what we do in the, in the, um, in the podcast. Um, I don't know, you know, so I don't know who else, like I'm open. I'm always open to hearing how other people are doing mindset kinds of pieces, but I don't want just a whole bunch of mindset life coaches on there either. Um, yeah. Well, that's why it's important to be able to define who your avatar is. So you don't get the people that you don't want. Right. You know, so like, let me ask you a quick question. And I think you've done this right, but I'm going to ask this question anyway. This, this mindset, that thing you did with the, with the other one, that you just talked about, you did with, yep. have, you, have you done that with yourself? Oh yeah, I do it all the time. Okay. So is there a way we can incorporate that into actually finding an avatar? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're your own avatar. Right. You want to find people that are similar to you. Now, I, I don't know if that's going to be your avatar, but that's a good place to start looking for an avatar. Right. right. So I think one of your main concerns at this point, obviously starting the podcast, and I think that's going to be pivotal for you, mm-hmm. but niching down what you're going to talk about and finding who your avatar is going to be, I think is going mm-hmm. to be two of your main points. Because right now you're talking mindset. And that's as far niche down as you're getting. You have right. to niche down further than that because that is way too wide of a net to be right. able Absolutely. to find people. So is it the avatar of who my listener is or is it the avatar of who my guests are that I need or both? You, you're actually probably going to have to do both. Okay. You need to know who you're going to interview and who you're going to, that's going to be good for your podcast. You don't want to just throw anybody in there. Right. No, I don't want just anybody. Right. So you want to niche down to the people that you know are good for your subject. And then you want to incorporate that into the people that are going to be listening to that particular person. So being able to identify who is going to be listening to that particular person that you niche down to is how you're going to find your avatar. Okay. That might take some time to think about. You might have to take some sticky notes and start sticking them up on the wall. Who knows? That's exactly what I was just thinking <laughs> that. I need to get my sticky notes out. Get your sticky notes start. out. Yeah, get you know, get your sticky Which notes out. Which side do I do first? Do I do who my avatar is to listen that I want to be listening first, or do I do my avatar of who I want as a guest first? I would do personally, I would probably do guest first because those are the people that are going to be making the content for the podcast that other people are going to listen to. Okay. So I, that's the way I would go with it. Um, also, you, you want to kind of put yourself in there, too, because if you're going to do solo episodes, it's going to be kind of the same thing, too. Right. Now, me personally, I only do I only do interviews. I am terrible with solos. I've only done two in the whole 60 episodes that I've put together. And they turned out OK. It's one of my fears because I, I do have a fear of talking with myself to a camera. Don't know why. Because <laughs> I it's just I don't know. That's just one of my fears that I go over. But anyway, so when it comes to that, I think that's what uh, what you should do as far as trying to find your audience and that kind of thing. Because your audience will find you if you're niched down enough to where they can accept it. 
If it's too wide, your audience isn't going to find you. You can even ask your followers, what would you like to hear? You know, if I were to ask them, if I were to put on a podcast, what would you like to hear? And they'll tell you what they want to hear. Yep. If you if you have that strong, what's that? Yeah, I'll put that up. I'll ask the question tomorrow. I'll put it up on Facebook. There you go. Uh Do it now. Well, not now, now, but I mean, you know. Not now, yeah. It's 1030. (laughs) I want to get an answer, so I'll I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) There you go. Uh So uh, something that kind of came across me, too, in our talking, you just said the word training. Tell me about that a little bit. Can you elaborate? Can you elaborate a little bit more about training? Tell me what you do there. That I do? The training that I give? Yeah, that you give. Okay. Um, So, I mean, I do a variety of different trainings. I train people on how to do some of what I do. Um, You know, I have a group of people who want to learn how to build a coaching business. So I I train people in that Um, and how to use the tool and my clients. I mean, I train them on how to use the tools that, that, um, that we use together, you know, so that they don't just need me. Right. I mean, I think that that's a very, very important thing that when someone walks away that I don't I'm not their savior, that if I'm not available, they have tools in their back pocket to be able to help themselves through a situation. That to me is very important. Um, you know, that so those those are the big training things that I do. So tell me about can you give me like I don't, I don't want the whole toolbox, but I mean, like, can you give me one or two examples of these tools that you use? So with, with clients, yeah. so a lot of it's energy work kinds of tools, um, visualization kinds of things, depending on what's going on, how, you know, some of how to move their own energy. Um, one of my favorite tools, actually, I mean, it's a software that I, that I use, um, that I encourage them to use as well, um, which scans the body and produces inner voice tones that they can listen to. So I can run tones for them and I do for for people, but I really encourage them to have access to that as well um, so that they can do it anytime that they need it. Um, I don't know if you saw my Facebook page. I put it up yesterday offering anybody who hasn't tried it yet. And I have a whole bunch of people um, and I offered the inner voice tones, but I also offered the, um, the food sensitivity scan. And so helping people be able so that I don't have to do that for them, but they can understand how to do that for themselves to make good choices and, and to use, to use this tool. Um, but I have a whole lot of different energy moving tools. I have a lot of mindset tools that, you know, if someone's stuck in something to give them and teach them how to do it themselves. So they don't need me necessarily. I can assist them, but if I'm not available, they can say, Oh, well, I know at least some first steps to, to get myself into a better place or to get myself past what I'm facing. And these people that in your Facebook and your clients, and these are tools that they get from you. Mm -hmm. How can we use that to our advantage in the podcast? Well, I can teach some of them, but I don't want to teach everything because then why would they hire me to coach them? And I do teach some pieces. um, And I do certain things, you know, like small segments of things. Um, you know, like when I do the mini sessions with people that I'm doing live in my Facebook group, um, they get a small snippet of it. Um, and here, now you've had a taste you want for real. Okay. 
sign up with, you know, become a client and we're going to do this for real. You know, we're going to take you, you know, this is just the beginning piece of it. We're going to take you down a, um, a bigger road, um, longer road. Um, why can't you do the same thing in a podcast? I can, I can, um, for some of it, but again, doing too much of the same, I think would get boring. Well, not so much. I, I would actually put, and this is just my opinion. I would actually put that in the mix mm-hmm. of what you're doing. So people can understand that this is what you're doing. This is a part of what you do. This is part of your niching down that I'm talking about. People right. will come I mean, I could, I could do a, seri- a whole series of mini coaching sessions, just like sort of what you're doing and bring people on and saying, who wants a free coaching session? And that's going to become a podcast interview. Um, so how much of these, when you do this, do you edit out? Me personally, everybody does it differently. Me, yep. none. Okay. It takes me way too much time to edit a two-hour or session, which is generally how long these usually take. So right. what I'll do is I'll just throw in my intro, throw in my outro, and just kind of let it ride. I'll listen through it to make sure there isn't uh, too many big pauses or uh, bad words or anything like <laughs> that. You know, but for for the most part, I just throw it on there unedited. Um, all I do is just improve the sound quality with with my editor, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Saves me a ton. And how of many time. people watch it all the way? How, like, what's your viewership with it? Doesn't matter to me. Okay. Doesn't matter to me. I'm helping somebody out there. That's what matters to okay. me. Um, that that's just the more it's more important than how many people are actually watching is how many people are actually learning. And there's no way for me to know for sure how many people are learning, even with. Animals. You have no idea, right? Right. So, exactly. No, you have no idea. I would rather. Well, and that's think, a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about that, what with what I do is people out of nowhere. I mean, I have somebody who came to me last week and sent me a message. I never knew. I had never like I have Facebook friends with her, but I had never really had like, any kind of in-depth conversation with her. And she watches everything that I do. And she sent me a message last week and said, Okay, I follow everything you do. I need you. <laughs> like I need you in my life. I need you to coach me. I'm like, uh, okay, great. You know, and it was fantastic. But you don't realize who's who you're who you're who isn't speaking up that's listening. So I'm all for that, which is why I do all the stuff that I do on Facebook. Right. Um, you know, and free content and you know, I give away a lot of free stuff. Um so I totally get that. Um, so um, two things come up for me right now. Number one, you're telling me that you give away a lot of free stuff. I that I'm hearing that. Mm-hmm. Do you ask for anything in return? Sometimes I ask for testimonials. Not often enough. I'm really not good about asking for testimonials. <laughs> it's one of the things that I'm that I'm working on. I'm working on getting those testimonials. I'm working on doing that. I've gotten a little bit better. Um, but I, you know, and but there's only so many times that, you know. I've got a bunch of people that are the same people that, that take up, you know, take me up on my free content and my free things, which is great. But that's comes back to the beginning where I said, I want to expand my reach. Right. Uh, Not that I don't want to continue to service these, those people. Um, I want, I need to expand my reach. Um, So a couple of things when people do come out to you like that, what you should do is ask them to tell people about you. Do you ask for mm-hmm. referrals from these people at all? I do. Okay, referrals good. I ask for. Yes. Good. Yes. But that's how you're going to get people besides these people that are already following you that are pa- apparently super fans that you already have. That's what I call that. 
um, <clears throat> use that to your advantage. Um, the other thing that I think I'm thinking too, when I ask you what you ask for in return, um, which is great what you have so far, do you have an email list? I'm starting to build that. Um, it's not a good, but I just actually working with the person who's helping me with what my website, we just put together um, actually yesterday where I said, like, I need a, I need a funnel list for anybody who wants my free content. Um, and I started handing that, putting that link out um, to people who said, you know, okay, you want more of these free trainings? You want to know when I'm going to go live? You want to know here or get in so that I can start that funnel list. So um, I'm working on that. I okay. knew that that was a missing piece. And do you have uh, an email server? I do. Okay, good. Yeah. I use ConvertKit. Some people okay. use Mail, MailChimp. Um, a mm-hmm. couple of them are out there. So good. I want to make sure that you're you're getting uh, those types of emails and things like that because that's actually what is going to help you with your reach and help you with your business right? more yeah. than anything else. So the other thing I wanted to do, what is going on with my computer? It's making weird sounds. One of the other tools, because you're asking about tools, one of the other tools that I have that's an amazing tool that bring to bring people in. Um, you know, it's not a tool that I give to somebody like that they can work on, but um it's my habit finder assessment. So it um it's a free assessment that people can take when they first when they you know when they want to learn more about them their habits of thinking. Um and they take the free assessment and they have to do a debrief because if you don't do a debrief, you're not gonna understand what any of it means. Um and so I have a free version of the debrief and a paid version, a longer paid version of the debrief. Um, and that can be, that is doing some of those could also potentially be a podcast, doing a debrief with somebody um, as a podcast piece. So um, that's also though a lead magnet to pull people in here, take my habit binder assessment um, and then come and do, you know, do a debrief with me um, to understand your habits of thinking. So when they, when we go through it, we look at what are your habits of thinking, which ones of those habits of thinking are serving you and which ones are sabotaging you right now. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, where do we want to focus to start making some shifts? Do we want to focus on the ones that are sabotaging you and rein them in? Or do we want to focus on some of your natural strengths and continue to strengthen those, which is where I tend to want to like to go with, with people. Um, is work on what you're good at. Um, and then those things that are sabotaging you tend to rein themselves in. Um, so that's that's a piece of what I do. And that's actually a good, would be good content for your podcast. But at the same time, you'd be advertising. If you want to take the same thing that they took, here it is, and go yep. from there too. So that would actually be very beneficial in your podcast if you were to do that like you know mm-hmm. once every couple episodes or something like that there's a couple ways you can right. i'm sure you could think yeah. of it. and they're always different you know you can but there's so much content in there that if i'm doing sort of a mini session with any with somebody anyway i can pick different pieces of the assessment to go through with different with with the person on the podcast so there's a there's a lot that i could do there um for some reason i what the heck is going on with my computer there Weird thing. Okay. So good. Good. I, you're already starting to plan your podcast. It sounds like you're yep. already coming up with ideas bit. for yourself. No, a lot of it. That's all good stuff. That's all good stuff that you can use in your podcast. And while as you're thinking these things, then you can start making up your avatar. That's going to match these things that we've been talking about already. Um, the other right. thing that, the other thing that came up for me is, have you ever thought about putting together a course? So I have thought about it. 
Um, I have not done it yet. So I've done some mini, what I've called like five day challenges. Like most recently I did one that was a five day, get out of your comfort zone challenge. And I did that in my private group. And that actually would be a perfect course. Um, I'd have to re-record all of it because when I do it, I record it day by, I, it's mapped out before I do it, but I, they have homework every day. So when I go to record, I record the day one and they do the homework. And then when I record day twos, I refer back to the homework that they've turned in. So it would, I can't just take those videos and put, and I talk about, you know, post your homework in the, you know, in my healthy, have a blueprint. So it would need, it would need to be redone. Um, so I have, I've done a couple of those that need to be redone. Um, but yeah, of course is definitely, again, one of those things on my list. Um Make sure you you think about that because that's going to be probably one of your biggest ways to gather some more people for yourself because people are going to okay. take these courses. They're going to love these courses and suggest them to other people. Hey, I took this course. It changed my life. You should try this. Okay. You know, that's going to be one of your things, uh, one of your ways to get outreach to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that you're doing them right now in a way, in a closed forum. It's time right. to expand that out. It's time to get out of that uh, out of that private and go into public. Right. And it's going to be very easy for you to make that transition because all you have to do is delete a few words that you have in these sessions already and they're they're perfect for the public. Right? So I so I don't need well I probably do need to re-record them. I would probably re-record them, but the nice thing is you already know what you're going to say. Right. Right. It's going to be very simple to do because you do it all the time anyway. Like I said, all you need to do is just delete a few sentences or words that are specific for the private group and make it available or change it to where it's part of the public group. A five-day challenge is good. That's a good way to actually get a lot of people in your email list. Sometimes I would even, I would probably even give it away for free at one point to, to build up your email list. And then after you build up to a certain point, then start charging for it again. Um, you could it was have- free in my it was free in my group. So it was um you know and it's out there. I mean it's it's up on I mean I can pull it down from YouTube, but the original one is up there, is out there. Um but what I'm saying so. is as you're as you're building this along, you could actually offer to people that are in your email list. Because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the people that are already following you are gonna want your stuff because they've already committed to being part of your email list for a reason. Right. Right. So these are all warm, warm uh so is the plan to build the email list first and then roll those out or roll those out and then build the, like. What What do you feel comfortable doing? Well, to me, to build those out is easier than building the email list <laughs> and growing the email list because uh, I've already done those. So right. So it's really just done a re-recording. Exactly. So because of that, feeling that you have, that's what I would go with then. I'm not going to tell you one way or another. I want you to do what you feel is comfortable, what you feel you can achieve in a certain, you know, whatever certain amount of time that you give you, and then go to the next step after that, that's outside of your comfort zone that you think, okay, now I feel this is good. Let's go over here. But once again, don't overanalyze it. Right. Once you have that, once you have that minimum viable product to put out there, put it out there, then start getting feedback from that, from other people and build it out from there. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I would definitely put that together. Okay. Um, 
What else we got here? Don't fear the short form. <laughs> it's just different. I know. It's it's people like us. We have so much information that we want to give out that putting it in a minute is virtually impossible. Yes, that's my problem. <laughs> Trust me, I know because I'm actually going through the very same thing that you're going through as far as that's concerned. What I found out, the more and more I actually pinpoint things down to a minute, the more easier it's going to get for me. Instead of giving like 15 minutes of information, give it to them one minute at a time. And take it down into chunks. So it's easier to manage. It's easier to say. And you actually get a more of a chain of what you're actually trying to say. The more content that you have out there, the better your chances are going to be to be found. Okay. So you could even use the sticky note for for short form stuff. What can I talk about in a minute? Boom, 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 boom. Okay. Yes, that goes. Well, with so that. I've done boom, that. So I've done that a little bit with with ChatGPT is put in and said, okay, give me 30 topic. Here's, you know, wrote out a whole paragraph. Give me 30 titles of potential videos based off of this. And so then I have a list of 30 titles. So I'm not having it write my content for me, but it gives me 30 titles. And okay, now, which of these do I actually like? Because some of it's, I don't like, but okay, which of these do, and then, and then, so I've done that. I've definitely done that with some of it to try you to- do, you Do you really do 30 titles at once? Too many. So from I don't necessarily write them all, but then it gives me something to, to to look at. And then when I go back and I'm like, okay, what do I want to do today? I've got a list of 30 that I'm like, okay, I can pick one of these. I maybe it's just my personality. I don't know, but 30 titles is completely overwhelming for me. You could probably handle it. I probably couldn't. I would probably go 10 and then narrow it down from 10 just because 30 seems very overwhelming to me. See, but if I've got 30 there, then I'm like, I've got a month's worth of titles if I like them all. As true as that is, <laughs> <laughs> there's already some that you say that you cut down to already, right? Right. There's some that yeah. you don't like and that kind of thing. Correct. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not completely proficient in chat GPT. Uh, you might be. So I don't want to like talk not. about something. I'm I totally know. not. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I say stuff like this. Right. But I. I I just personally feel that 30 is kind of overwhelming to me. But that's, like I said, that's a, a personal opinion for myself. What are you going to do? But that's a good idea to do. Do that for your short form. So they're a lot easier and more comfortable for you to actually handle. So when you actually do them, you have that in front of you instead of just like, oh, I better do a short real quick. Right. So. How else do you think we can get clients? I mean, we have some ideas for clients now. We have possibly a podcast getting through, uh, getting clients through podcasts. You're, I'm going to call it a questionnaire, but I know you have a different name for it. But that is a okay. great way. I would definitely stick. I would go ahead with that if you haven't done it already. And if you have done it in your private group, go out to your public group okay. and that kind of thing. Um, tell me about the different levels of clients that you're looking for. Because it sounds like to me you have a bunch of different levels. Is there somewhere in those three levels that you're actually comfortable with? Like super, super comfortable with? So I'm super comfortable in any of the levels. Um, I have, so I've got a variety of different things. So I have one-on-one, um, -on -one, they just want emotion release. They don't really want to be coached. They want to come in, have a quick session. Let's clear the emotions and be done, right? So I have, so I do that in six, session packages usually. 
Um, but that's not a whole lot of coaching. Like that's just really like, come in, we do this, we're done. Um, then coaching wise, I have a eight week group coaching program, um, that I like to have 12 to 15, no more than 15 people in the group. 10 to, 10 to 15 is a good, it's a good spot. Um, so I've got a group coaching program. that's eight weeks long. I have, and then I have one-on-one coaching. I have a, um, 14 session over 28 weeks. So, cause it's every other week, one-on-one sessions so of six, six months. And then I have a nine month program where it is eight. So those are every other week. Then I have a nine month program where it's eight weeks, eight weeks straight, you know, eight weeks in a row. And then the last 14 weeks, uh, the four, last 14 sessions go into the every other week. So those first eight weeks are really intense. And then we go into every other week as we space it out. So they get 22 sessions. Um, so those are, those are my breakdowns of how, of, of the coaching that I, that I do for the mindset pieces of it. Um, okay, and I'm comfortable so, with all of them. Good. Um, good. That's good. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to make sure I get the style out of it goes and it's gone. Uh, <laughs> if you had to choose one of those coaching sections that you're talking about right now mm-hmm. and put the other two away for a while, which one would it be? It would it would be the it would be the one on one, either the either the six month or the nine month that I would hold on to. Um but, okay, but there's only want. so many of those that I can handle at a time, yeah. which is why the, so the group coaching, I like the group coaching when I can fill groups because, um, it's more bang for my buck. Um, but the group coaching is a very different feel. Right. Um, so I really love the one-on-one with people. I do like my groups. I mean, I have a group going right now and it's an, it's an awesome group. We have a lot of fun. Um, but it's, it's not, it's, it's different. It's, you know, a lot of that is a starting point for people. My goal uh, for those people that go through the group is because they're not quite sure what they're going to get out of coaching with me. And so it gives them eight weeks of a taste of what we're doing. And we do mindset stuff. I, I combine all the things in and each group looks a little bit different. The group that I have right now is all totally open to the energy work. So it was, it started really around the habit finder and the mindset pieces of that and going through that. That's a, there's a curriculum that goes through that and we, and we're diving into that curriculum, but they're all open to the mindset pieces. So our last session, we spoke the first 15 minutes of it was on that. And then their last hour and a half, we were diving into, into energy work and doing some, some energy clearing and some shifting and some redefining words and a whole bunch of really cool stuff. Um, not every group is open to that. Um, so, you know, it, it depends on who's there and what they want. And, you know, sometimes I do groups, I can do groups with like for a business. So if somebody has a team, the whole team can take the the habit finder assessment and we can look at it and say, okay, in your team, we can see that all the, you know, 75% of you think this way and the team's not growing. Well, that's because you guys think this way. How can we, and so I can do specific trainings based off of that towards that team. So that's not going to end up energy work. That's going to all end up mindset um, and, and training towards a team, um, which is also super fun. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's also different. So um, I get, like I said, I get more bang for my buck doing the group, but it's a different, it's a different vibe than when I've got the one-on-one and we can really dive in um, to what somebody needs. So, uh, great explanation of everything. I like it. 
I'm I'm actually just starting my own kind of group uh, sessions myself. Literally just starting out. Like it. Yes, more bang for your buck, but it doesn't sound like it's really where you want to be. Um, it's just it's not about the money. I mean, I'm you're, I'm sure you understand that, but yep. you really really haven't pinned down the answer to my question. Which is which one would I cut out? Which one? Which one group would you keep? And let the other two go. Because I hear one on one, but I hear one on one with the six, uh, the six week group. And then this one on one group, what I'm saying is you need to just pick one. So I would probably do the longer one. I mean, that's where people really get the biggest transformation. I also know financially that's a a harder sell for people because I, it, it's a much more, you know, I mean, they're getting nine months one-on-one with me. So that's a much bigger sticker shock for people. <laughs> um, you know, so when I'm trying to connect with new people, yes, that's where I would love everybody to go into that. I think that's where they're going to benefit the most. But when I'm looking to connect with new people and they don't have a good connection with me yet, they don't really know what I can do yet, what they're going to get out of it. And they hear the sticker, the price of my my one-on-one coaching, right? They're going to be more likely to say, well, let me try the group and see where that goes over eight weeks and how I do. And I have a pretty good conversion rate from group to, to one-on-one. Um, the people that are with me one-on-one, though, and I have a I have a nice handful of people that are doing the the longer one-on-one coaching with me, but they're people that I've known for a while. They're people that I already have a relationship with. I've got gone through that like trust factor, you know, respect, all that, that they're the ones that come to me all the time. And they're like, okay, I know what you do. I know that you can sh- help me shift. It's a different piece. You know, some of them have gone through previous group coaching programs with me. Um so it's a different place. It's that's a relationship building thing. Okay. So that makes sense. Yes. Makes perfect sense. Thank you for that. Cause that's exactly what I was looking for. What I, now I'm not telling you, Hey, you need to cut everybody out and just do this one. I wanted to see where your, I'm going to call it zone of genius lies when it comes to your clients. Mm-hmm. So instead of cutting it all out, cause that's not going to happen. Cause it's part of your process. I understand that. We we all have a process. There's steps that we need to take to get people to that point. But I'm saying maybe you should concentrate on that last part a little bit harder than everything else, because mm-hmm. that's where your zone of genius is. If you were to tell right. me that your zone of genius or what you would actually keep is the group coaching, then I would tell you, then you need to concentrate on the group coaching more. So I, from what you're telling me, and so, and, and I, and I like that. And I hear that. My question is my group coaching is my entry into the other. Mm-hmm. So do I focus more on, and I'm still tweaking. Like I've every group of my group coaching, it's shifted a little bit how I, how I run them. And I learn with each one that I do, I learn how to do them better and, and sort of that, like the one, the group that I have right now, which I love that is open to doing both pieces like that. I do sort of feel like I'm, when I'm running those groups, I'm definitely in zone of genius because I am doing, I'm doing the things that I love, right. When, you know, and I'm, and I'm really combining all of those in. So the question is, do I, 
put that focus hardcore there to build those groups and to have a bunch of those groups running because they're my feeder into my long term, right? If I have, if I, let's say I have 10 people in the group and two of them become long-term clients out of that, that would be a pretty good conversion rate in my world, in my thought, you know, to come into, you know, an $8,000 package. That would be, you know, <laughs> that would be, you know, to have two of them come into if they after they finish it. But if I am running multiple groups at a time, which theoretically I can do right now, I'm not right right now I'm running one at a time, but theoretically I could have five groups going at a time. I could run, have a group session Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I could have five groups running at a time. So if I have that with 50 people in there that then convert out two people into a long-term program. Right. So is the focus to really focus in and hone in and build those, those groups or is the focus to say, no, run one or two groups at a time and hone in and try to bring on other people that are already ready to jump into the bigger package. When you work in your zone of genius, you're going to be a lot more efficient at it than when you were not working in your zone of genius. That's what I'm saying. Now I'm right. saying, so I, I, mean, I'm, I'm not I saying love I'm, my group. Yeah. The so, people in them would know that, that like they, they feel like they're getting my zone of genius. But are you? Yeah, I think so. When I'm in there, <laughs> I, when I'm in and I'm running them, yes, because it's just, I just go into coach mode. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I do think they get the same, you know, I've got some people in my current one that I scratch my head at and I'm like, I shouldn't have let you in this group. Like there's, a few, not there's a, always a few of those, <laughs> um, but it's, you know, you can only do some, you know, you can only, and there are people that I have said, this isn't right for you. And those, you know, some of those people weed themselves out and that's okay. Part of the way through. Um, it's the ones that, whatever, they don't weed themselves. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, but I do, you know, it's the same, whether I'm working with a group or whether I'm working one-on-one, um, what they get from me in the session is probably equal. So it sounds like to me, you would be more apt to, to serve first before getting people into that last part, that, that ultimate, I call it five to 10. That's where, mm-hmm. that's how I've been putting this. There's a zero to one, which is basically your, your groups. There's a one to five, which is your middle people. And then it's your mm-hmm. five to 10, who is your high, high ticket people. So are you more interested in serving first than you are serving, you know, putting energy, more energies into the five to 10? Probably. Probably. I don't know. I mean, I can, I, (laughs) I feel like I'm, I feel like I will convert more into the bigger group. I don't know. Money aside, let's put money aside just for a second. Mm -hmm. Conversions, this and that, and just let's put all that aside for just a second. Who would you rather serve?
That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I love the the people that are in the groups. Some of them, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it's a different it's a different caliber of person, right? It's a different caliber of person that's going to invest, you know, nine ninety seven to be in an eight week group versus the caliber of person who's going to invest eight thousand dollars to do nine months worth of coaching. It's different. It's a different, right? You have a different someone who's willing to, and even a thousand dollars for some of these people is a lot, but for many of them, it's a stretch. Um, It's a different. It is different. It's a different caliber of people, but we have to put the money thing aside just for a second and decide who we want to serve. Those are going to be the people that you want to concentrate on is the people that you want to serve most because they're going to bring you the most happiness. They're going to bring you the most abundance because they're in that zone that you want to be in. Right. So that's the decision you have to make. I'm not asking for it. I'm not, I'm not going to ask. I know. I I like both. I really do. Like, I really like both pieces. I like serving people. I for me, I like seeing when people make a shift in their life. Right. Like that to me, you know, when I get the when I get the messages, oh, my gosh, what you just said or what you just did made such a big difference. Like whether they've paid me a dime or not, I don't care. Right. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help people make a shift in their life. So whether it happens in a group, whether it happens one on one. You know, that's what I love to do. Um so I reach more people with the groups if I can fill the groups. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. Um, all right. Um, so that's something I want you to think about. I'm not, like I said, I'm not asking for an answer now, but that is definitely something I think, I think if you're able to niche down to the people that you want to serve most, it's going to be better for you in the long run. It's going to make you happier because you're working in that area that you know you're doing your best. Right. So, okay. And what else do I got here for you? That's that's pretty much it. I want to I want to bounce things back to you real quick and see if I can answer any other questions that you possibly have. Okay. About what we've talked about. I don't. I don't think so. Now I got a lot to think about. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. I like a lot to think about. Are you kidding? That's, oh, okay. Why <laughs> work? That's how I roll. Um, I things and I. Oh no, I totally roll that way. Um, I love to have a lot to think about and let it process and percolate and you know, and then all of a sudden, boom! Like I, you know, um, my poor web designer. <laughs> Because I'll like I'll have conversations like this and I'll go to and I'm like, okay, we're doing this, 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 and this now. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> she had no idea what she was getting into with me when we first started this. Um that sounds very familiar. I gotta tell you. You know, because I yeah. <laughs> so no, I no, I think it's good. I you know, I do. I know I do. I have a lot to think about. I've gotta, you know, um how to to start to put some of this stuff in fruition and, and to prioritize it. Um, okay. Some of the action steps that we talked about, how would you prioritize? How would I prioritize? 
You're asking me personally, yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would, I would prioritize where I put my heart the most, where I love to be. It's basically, it's where my zone of genius is. My zone of genius, it's really hard because I'm still kind of looking for some of it, but we're in my zone right now. This is where I love to be. This is, I like to talk to people. I like to help them kind of similar to what you're doing in, in your practice. Um, Mm-hmm. helping with the knowledge that I've accumulated over the last three years of literally just listening to, to podcasts and audiobooks for eight hours a day for the last three years. Uh, because where I work at, there's nobody that bothers me. Nobody, you know, bugs me or anything. So I stick a ear pod in and I educate myself as much as my brain can expand and then use that information to help other people. Ultimately, I'm, I am work, actually working on a course for myself right now, too, which actually includes starting a podcast. So when I get that out, I, I want to give that to well, you for free because I want to see how, you know, it's, it's going to be in the beta form. So I want you to see, see how you, what you think when that comes out. So Awesome. All right. So do me a favor. So when you started it, like. Go ahead. Yeah. With a podcast, did you just do I just start like just record them and stick them up on YouTube? like? Where, you know, um, what's the best way to just start getting that content out there? Well, as far as uh, where to put it, that's up to you. Where are you most comfortable? Are you comfortable with just doing audio? Are you comfortable with doing video? Are you comfortable blogging? I'm comfortable with video. Yeah. You're comfortable with video. So start on YouTube. So start on YouTube. Um, they actually literally just probably about a month or so ago put a section in for YouTube podcasts. So you could actually have a section yeah, where that. it's just podcasts. So that's where I would probably get started at. Um, I also use a tool called Descript. And what that does mm-hmm. is it when I'm done with my recording, I throw it in there and it actually does my transcriptions, my video, and my audio all at once. All in one shot. Mm-hmm. So it saves me a ton of time okay. when I do when I do that. So if you want to look into that, that's a possibility. That might be, a little, I don't know if that's a little ahead right now <laughs> where you want to be at. But, you know, I'm here to help. If you have any questions about it, it sounds like you already got somebody helping you out as far as a podcast goes. Um, but I'm still here if you need me. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the person I'm talking to, he has a company that, that they do all the stuff. So I don't know if I need excuse me i don't know if i need a company to do it or if it's just stuff that i can easily do myself um i mean i got a lot on my plate so i'm open to <laughs> i mean some you know if, i mean people help me do it um, if you want if you want to and there's nothing bad about taking shortcuts but if you want to take the shortcut and get there faster then yes go with the company <clears throat> it took it took me a little while to get where i'm at for my podcast um because I had the extra time. Um, and I, I just felt like learning it on my own. Plus, I didn't have the money to pay somebody else to help. Right. Otherwise, I probably would have. Most of what I learned about podcasting, I learned on watching YouTube, uh, watching a gentleman named Pat Flynn. And he basically taught me how to podcast for free by watching his YouTube videos. <clears throat> Why not? Um. Right. Two things I want I want you to look into um, books if you haven't done it already because I haven't asked you yet. Um, 
Number one is a book written by Pat Flynn mm-hmm. na- named Superfans. And it's basically a step-by-step way to get people from just listening to you and learning who you are all the way up to people that'll buy everything that you that you got. And basically a step-by-step how to, you know, go about that different ways of accomplishing that goal. The other one, I think you might've read already. I'm not a hundred percent sure called the big leap. Yep. Okay. Good. I I am such a huge fan of that book. I think people like us probably read it a few times. So, okay, cool. So the one, the one then is definitely (laughs) super fans because that's going to help you, um, that's definitely going to help you with your podcast and that's actually going to help you with the, the outreach that you're looking for. Okay. Cool. Okay. I'm going to order it tonight. There you go. I have it on my website. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I need from you three takeaways that we've talked about today or tonight or whatever your perception of time is. Three things that you took away from our conversation. <laughs> Um, that I need to, uh, you know, get over my fears, stop letting them control me, um, and start taking the actions that I, uh, know that I know that I need to take that I've been saying for a long time, starting the podcast. Um, I'm going to uh, realize your sticky note, uh, idea, um, and, um, start to get thoughts organized and, um, I'm going to start working on on who is my for the podcasting. Who is that avatar? Both my avatars. Who do I want to talk to, and who do I want on it? So those are my big three three starting points. And then next, I gotta I gotta really hone in and figure out my where what what I want to focus on with my uh, offer stacks, um, and what I want to be pushing people to go into. So all right, I gave you four. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, besides, cool. besides, I know because it's late. So besides going to bed, <laughs> what is the one thing you're going to do right after we get off this call? Besides go to bed and wake up tomorrow morning. I'm going to order this book, super fans. Um, and uh, that's, I will probably jot down, I'm going to jot down some of the notes that some of the stuff that we were just talking about so that I don't forget them in the morning. Um, you know, so take a few notes and do a little bit of a brain dump. And uh, then I'm going to, uh, I was talking about my frequencies and tones. I'm going to run my inner voice tones and listen to those for a little while to help my brain sort of settle. And then I'm going to go to bed. There you it's go. Almost, it's <laughs> 11 o'clock here. <laughs> you don't sleep, do you? You're like me. We just don't sleep. What's the point? <laughs> I don't sleep enough. <laughs> so. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead. And stop. Thank you for listening to the coaching edition of the undiscovered entrepreneur brought to you by doing it today. Coaching. If you want to get across the start line, contact me, DJ Scoob, at doingittodaycoaching at gmail.com. Say the words, do it now, for a free two-hour discovery call to see how I can help you in your entrepreneur adventure. Art and graphics by Elaine Wilson, supported by my Patreon, Brian Briggs of Ocean Tree Creative, and Oliver Siegel of Anal, and hosted by me, DJ Scoob. (laughs) Click the show notes below for more information, and remember... I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, 
Every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now. I've seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.